0: Um, we're going to jump straight into the Word. We're actually going to start a little bit of a series uh, this week uh, on our foundations. It was going to be uh, a, a time where we, uh, we did a school called School of the Saints, and, um, but what we're actually going to do is we're going to do that school uh, here live, um, and we're going to do the messages, and then next week um, I'm going to be interviewed by uh, someone and we're going to actually talk about some of the practical outworkings uh, of these messages, and then um, and give you guys tools and things to really help um, solidify your faith. And I just uh, I just encourage you to to um, these go up on our YouTube channel and they go up on our podcast as well. And so if you miss um, uh, miss one or you miss something, then um, it, it'll be up there within the week. So. Yeah, Father, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. Right now I pray your word, the living word that is uh, active, that is alive, that is sharper than any two-edged sword right now would pierce people's hearts, would transform our minds and would transform uh, our lives so that we can actually not just hear the word but so that we can become the word in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got my cheer squad. <laughs> well, if you've got your Bibles, uh, go to two Corinthians. Uh, sorry, Colossians two eight, and we're going to start there, and uh, we're going to read a little bit of portion of scripture this morning. Um, so I'll give you guys a second to Colossians 2, verse 8. Hey, Maddie Pilcher, my man. All right, Colossians 2, verse 8. I'm going to read it from the ESV, and then I'm going to read it from the New American Standard as well. So says this, See to it that no one takes you captive, by philosophy and empty deceit, according to the human tradition, according to the elementary spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily in in Christ, and you having been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority, in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, By putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by cancelling the record of debt. That stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing, triumphing over them in him. Wow. There's a lot in there. I just want to read from the New American Standard in, from verse 11. It says, And in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. In the removal of the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions." having cancelled out the certificate of debt consisting of the decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Well, there's a lot in there. But I want to just talk with us a little bit this morning about what actually took place at the cross, and this is not something um, overly new to us. This is uh, going to be a little bit of repeat for some of us. Uh, maybe it'd be new for, for some of you as well. But um, Paul talks about in Galatians that he says, "You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? What you've received through grace, you're now trying to get through the perf- through works of, of your flesh, and uh, and and it wasn't just works of like doing stuff. They were actually circumcising themselves." Um, to try and get closer to God when they were already fully in Christ, and here Paul talks about in Colossians, he says that the, the certificate of death of death, sorry, was was cancelled. And you know, Jesus in the Old Testament, Jesus, uh, it, they would sacrifice a, a a animal for the atonement of the sins for one whole year, and it would remove the punishment of sin for one year. Uh, but we know that when Jesus came he was the ultimate uh, sacrificial lamb that he went to the cross to be slaughtered not just to rem- not just to postpone the punishment of sin but he actually went to the, the cross to remove the root cause issue of sin and he went right into the root into the heart of, of the matter and John 1 says that you know behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world John 129. And so here Jesus comes on the scene not just to remove the punishment of sin, but he comes on the scene to actually deal with the root issue of sin and remove it once and for all. And so as Christians now, and I used to live in this way where I would, um, I don't know if you've been like me, but I would live and I'd do three months, I'd read my Bible, I'd pray in tongues, I'd pray, uh, I'd do well for two or three months and then I'd, I'd, I'd sin or I'd muck up or I'd stuff up in some way. I'd fall short. And I used to focus on, oh, well, I now I've got to fix my sin issue. I've got to fix my lust or I've got to fix my anger or I've got to fix this problem. But I was actually still very much focusing on the fruit rather than the root, which which is what Jesus had dealt with. And it wasn't until someone said, you know, repentance means to go back to the top. So R-E, repent from repent, and then pentance, the word penthouse. It means to align my life with what God says about me, not what my past or what the devil says about me. And so, you know, I would, repentance is meaning I'm agreeing with the nature of God that he has deposited inside of me, I'm agreeing with that more than I'm agreeing with what the devil says about me or what my circumstances say about me. And, and so it means to go back to the top. So when I repent, and it's his kindness, it's his goodness that leads us to repentance. When I see, oh, I'm, I'm living this way, but God has this for me, I start to recognize, hang on, you didn't just cover me in my sin. You actually removed sin from me so that now I can live in the fullness that you have for me. And so here I started to realize, hang on, repentance is to change my mind on the way that I outwork my faith. And um, I was talking to someone during the week, and and I think it was Graham Cook, he said, you know, so much of Christianity, we focus on trying not to sin or trying to not do those things as opposed to focusing on the root of who we've become now, which is a new creation in Christ. You know, Jesus Christ became sin that you and I might become the righteousness of Christ. And John 1, if you've got your Bibles, just read there, and we're going to jump back to Colossians. John 1 says this, verse 11, He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right... To become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. Wow. So if you that that word there, right, is the same uh, legal terminology that Paul uses when he says that he he having cancelled out the certificate of debt. So I was walking the Warby Trail yesterday, or slash running. Um, did a five k run slash jog slash walk, <laughs> and um, I'm tired now. <laughs> it was it killed me. But uh, when I was I was running, I, I had this picture, and I've used this analogy before. But if you if I commit murder, right? I've com- I've killed someone, which is wrong, right? Which is sin, and then I die. Right? I just, I die, I'm dead, and I'm at my house, and I'm lying on my living room floor. Sorry for the the graphic imagery, but I'm on the living room floor, and the police, the law, right? They come over to arrest me for the murder I committed. And I'm now dead on my living room floor. They come to arrest me for a crime that I committed, but I'm no longer alive. They can't arrest me for that crime because I'm dead, right? the The legal uh, ramifications with that would come to nothing because that person died. And so, when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die. Uh, he didn't just die for you, but he also died as you, and he cancelled the legal requirements against you, right? So now I resurrect with Christ, because as we as we just read, it says that um, you know Christ made us alive together with Him, and He He triumphed over principalities and powers. We just read that, and it says that He He came to circumcise the removal of the flesh. So He did a circumcision of our heart, which is a really quick quick process having been buried with him in baptism, which we also raised up with him through faith in the working of God. So we now get raised again. We get raised up with Christ when we believe in Christ. That's that's called being born again. And so here, if I'm dead now and I have, I'm a new creation now, not born of the will of flesh nor of man, but born of God. So I'm a new creation. My spirit's brand new, right? And I walk in with these police officers as a new creation, I have a new passport, I have a new bank account, I have a new identity badge, I have a new identity badge, it's called royalty, son of God, redeemed, holy, righteous, pure, all of those things, right, they're now my identity and the police stand there and they say, hey, isn't that you, we we now can arrest you because isn't that who you are, right? Well, I can show them my new identity badge and I can say, no, you don't have the right to arrest me because I'm a new creation. You don't have the right to accuse me because your, the legal requirements against me have been completely wiped out. Look, this is my new badge. This is the new badge that I have. It's called authority. That's my identity. And it's called power. That's what happened when the Holy Spirit came upon us right? We have the authority and we have the power. That's why the devil is called the accuser of the brethren, because what he tries to do is stand over our dead corpse that's been buried with Christ and accuse us of our past sins or accuse us of our experiences that are happening right now and say, that's your inheritance, or that's the life you are going to live. You are going to live this way for the rest of your life. And Jesus, as we know in John ten ten, He says, "I've come that you may have life and have it to the full." Right? The devil's is the one that comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy life. And I just I want to go back up to Colossians, uh, Colossians um, two verse eight at the start. It says, "See that no one takes you captive through philosophy." An empty deception according to the traditions of men, according to the elementary principles of this world. Remember, Ephesians says that our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in heavenly places. Right? And I I just want to say this. Our fight... Is not against people right now. Even though if people might be, there might be a lot of corruption going on in the world right now, our job is to bring hope and to bring resurrection. And we're not to throw stones or to throw accusations or be, let's not partner with the devil who's the accuser of the brethren. Let's partner with God who brings the opposite spirit of resurrection hope and resurrection power. And so here he says, don't. It, Paul says it again in uh, 1 Timothy 1, I think he says, verse 4. He says, um, you know, do not go down the, the path of myths and endless genealogies which promote speculation rather than stewardship, which is from God, right? So Paul warns uh, the different churches a couple of times. He says, don't give yourselves to the elementary principles of this world rather than according to Christ, for in him the fullness of the deity bodily you know, dwells. Right, and if we jump down to verse fifteen, he said, "When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him." And then in Matthew twenty-eight, he says, "All authority has been given to you." Right, so I can if we go back to my analogy, I can stand over my dead body and I can say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that I did do that." Here, arrest me, right? And I, what am I doing? I'm handing my authority that they have no legal right to take. I'm giving it to them because of my ignorance or because of my lack of belief or because of my uh, unaware of who I am, right? But if I know who I am as a son of God or a daughter of God, and I'm fully aware of the righteousness that's inside of me and the debt that's been cancelled, Right? And the authority and the power, like Jesus said before he left the planet, he said, wait in Jerusalem so you will be clothed from on high with power. I now have the authority and the power, like Jesus said here, that he triumphed over the the rulers and the authorities of the elementary spirits of this world. I have the authority and the power now to triumph over them because of what he's done in, in, in and through me. Right, So now I'm a son of God, I have the badge. I can say, hang on a second, that's not who I am. That's not my identity anymore. This is. And this says son of God. This says free. This says redeemed. This says holy. Oh yeah, but Liam, I, I, I sinned last week. Yeah, repent. Come back to the standard of which he's called you. And so I was talking to a friend, and, and Graham, as I, as I mentioned, Graham Cook says I'm not dealing with lust. Lust got crucified on the cross. I'm dealing with self control. I'm not dealing with anger. Anger got crucified on the cross. I'm dealing with self control or purity or holiness or righteousness or um, you know all of the fruits of the spirit. I'm I'm de- I'm working on these. I'm not working on this. Why would God? God doesn't want you to resurrect the dead man. He doesn't want you to beautify a corpse. He doesn't want you to put makeup on a mummy, on a dead, not a mum or a dad, but like on a dead corpse, right? He doesn't want you to put earrings on a dead person. He wants us to recognize and turn our affection towards what he's, who he's made us to be, the new creation, and then start to live out of that. Because this the reality is we're not called to reflect the world around us. We're called to transform it. And this is a powerful season where, you know, so I believe the answer to our world's problems are rooted and founded in the kindness and the goodness of a Father who loves his planet. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, John 3 17 says. He came to save it. He came to save this planet and it requires the church, the bride, that we would come into alignment and we would, re- we would shine the light of the, the world that is within us. Regardless of what's happening right now in, out here, that we wouldn't get sucked in to the elementary sp- principles of this world, but we'd, get, we'd, we'd lean on the righteousness of God that we, are, that we are created in. We'd lean on that and we'd recognise, hang on, I'm not this anymore. I'm this and and you know I harp on about this a lot, but the reality is this. I do that because so long for so long I've heard Christians and they're trying to fix themselves. And they spend 40 50 years of their life trying to fix a dead man. And they're like and God's going, "No, guys, You're already clean. I made you clean. I made you holy. I made you redeemed. When we recognize that, we become a powerful instrument in the hands of the Lord for the world to reach the world out there. Because we're not trying to be so busy doing Christian gymnastics and trying to, like, oh, I got to stretch that out and I got to tweak that muscle and I got to fix that before I can be effective. We go, hang on, I'm God's child. I'm his son, I'm his daughter, I'm loved by him. Let me give you something that you'll want to taste of, which is good and perfect. His perfect will for your life. Right? We stop trying to fix the dead man and we start to become effective out in the world around us and shine a light. We're not hiding it under a basket. And if there's things in your life that you're like, "Hey, I'm not a, I'm not I'm proud of this that we don't hide it in guilt and shame, which I did for 10 years of hiding pornography addiction, hiding this, hiding that. And I would hide it, and then I would, I'm like, oh, hang on, I can bring that to the Father. Because he actually loves me and he likes me and he didn't create me for this thing to hold on to it. He created me for this. And so why would I hold on to something that I was never created for in the first place? i got to bring it to the feet of the cross and say, hey, this is yours to take. This is not mine. And then little by little being transformed by the renewing of the mind so I can prove the will of God. And so I just want to encourage us in this season, uh, Colossians two eight we're going to wrap it up, that we would no longer um, give ourselves to the elementary principles of this world, trying to circumcise our heart again, over and over again. But we'd actually recognise and lean on the reality of which we've become, which is the righteousness of God, the new creation, that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, not counting people's sins against them. and um, And so this is the reality. Jesus died for every single person on this planet. Whether they know him or they don't know him, Jesus died for you. If you're watching and you don't know the Lord, I encourage you to seek the Lord with all your heart and to repent of your sins, to repent of your your past life, and then that debt that that debt gets cancelled out, and you then the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, has no legal right again to accuse you of what you have done, will do, or have, you know are doing right now he cancelled every sin he cancelled the root issue of your life and he actually deposited himself inside you so he didn't just remove the punishment of sin he removed the root cause issue of sin and so i'd encourage you to to do that if you don't know the lord to to ask him into your life and then the, the last the last thing as i mentioned to wrap up was that we have been given all authority and all power and um, authority we know because of our identity and power we get to demonstrate because of the spirit of God that wants to manifest in the world around us. And so I just encourage us um, today that even though the world around us might be in turmoil, that we have all authority and we have all power to cancel the assignment of the storm that is coming against humanity, that the church would rise up and pray, the church would rise up and intercede for this nation right now, for this COVID-19 to just just go from the devil and it's it, that thing's been disarmed and i know god's gonna you god you know will work anything for the good of those who love him he turns the bad hand and he flips it on its head but this thing is not from god this thing is from the enemy and i, I just want to encourage us that we don't we're in a new covenant right now we're not in the old covenant we're in a new covenant you know people say Liam, like, what about job i'm 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 not a disciple of job i'm a disciple of jesus and you and I are walking in a new covenant reality right now. And I just encourage us as Glory City, uh, Glory City Melbourne people and, and the church, the world watching right now, that we would display a new covenant reality of the love of God, that he didn't come to condemn the world, he came to save it. Praise God. Well, Father, I just thank you right now that there would be a reawakening of our hearts of who we've become. That it's, uh, we're no longer dealing with a dead man, but we're dealing with the Holy Spirit, that you've called us righteous, you've called us holy, you've called us redeemed. That we're not trying to put uh, makeup on a dead corpse, that you wiped out the debt, you wiped out all the accusations against us. And then we have a great attorney called Jesus, a great advocate with a Father called Jesus Christ, the righteous, that we can come boldly into your throne room. We can come boldly before your presence, that your presence right now would manifest in homes, that your presence right now would manifest in kids' lives, that your presence would manifest in Coles, in IGA, in Woolworths, in your job places, that we'd be a light to the world around us that we are the, Jesus said that we are the light of the world we're not the light of the church we're the light of the world and that we would be shining brightly to the world around us not so we can uh, get another notch on our belt but so that we can actually show the love of God to the world around us i pray that would become a reality in every single person's life in Jesus name amen Hey, bless you guys. We're going to, um, next week, we're going to uh, unpack that a little more of some practicals, of how that, you know, outplays in our everyday life and what that looks like. And there'll be, we'll have a little couch here and we'll, we'll do a bit of an interview style. And um, and so I'd encourage you to, you know, comment on this link if there's any questions that you might have or anything that you're unsure of or any scriptures that you need clarity on or anything like that. We'd love to address those uh, where possible. And so, um, yeah, i just encourage you to do that. And, um, and, you know, uh, send us any prayer requests. Actually, we might just do that right now. If anyone's sick in body uh, right now, we just believe in the healing power of Jesus. Uh, we believe that he, you know, Isaiah 53 says that by his stripes we are healed. And by his, his wounds and his transgressions, he paid for sin and sickness at the cross. And uh, he taught us to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And there's no sickness in heaven, so there shall be no sickness on earth. He said, "Bind what is bound in heaven, and loose what is lo- bind on earth. What is bound in heaven, loose on earth. What is loosed in heaven." And so, if you're suffering with sickness right now, whether it's a migraine, whether it's a um, your cancer, whether it's c- coronavirus, whether it's a sore f- sore thumb, um, you know, I just, I just. Stretch out your hands to that or put your hand on that, and we just pray right now. Uh, Father, I just send the word right now your healing power, your healing authority right now would just go into people's living rooms, into people's homes, into um, hospital beds right now. We just release the power of Jesus for healing in Jesus' name. That there would be just healing in people's bodies, that migraines would leave, that cancer would leave right now in Jesus' name. That Jesus, you paid blood for people to be well and so father i just send the word i send the authority of that your healing word that you've given us right now to be released into people's hearts and bodies and minds in jesus name amen all right guys love you have a great weekend and have a great week and we'll see you next week blessings bye